0: Welcome to In Discussion. Our guest today, Pat O'Brien, is involved in the area of reduction of cross-contamination of infectious diseases and talks to the possible outcome in the aftermath of Haiti's natural disaster and long-term effects on our security. My guest today, Pat O'Brien, has been involved for many years in the fight against cross-contamination of infectious diseases. His company employs experts to continue this mission in minimizing the effects of diseases including MRSA, E. coli and H1N1 swine flu, among many, prevalent in our society today. Their technology also works towards significant reduction in the spread of disease in the aftermath period of natural disasters, as fears grow for the security and health risks following Haiti's recent natural disaster, Pat O'Brien talks to the urgent and necessary action required to reduce the subsequent spread of infectious diseases. Pat O'Brien,
1: welcome. David, thank you very much for having me today. appreciate it. You are very
0: welcome. I'd like to um, start the program off, uh, uh, Pat, with your background in in the communication and media industry, just very briefly, so that we have a sense of... Uh, uh, what your career was about before you, you uh, established Airtech Solutions.
1: Well, um, I went to uh, Vietnam and on the GI Bill, went to college and went into broadcast communications. And I was a newsman for a number of years, television, radio, and uh, moved to Florida and got into the advertising agency business. And did about uh, twenty years in that business, I was fortunate enough to work for large corporations like Burger King, and I was hired away from uh, uh, by Wendy's by our David Thomas to uh, be part of the creative uh, creative minds behind uh, the "Where's the Beef" campaign, which a number of people remember. But I had the opportunity also to work with hundreds of uh, advertising uh, accounts over the years, and. Uh, at that point, uh, it became uh, more of a young person's game, which the agency business is, and uh, did a little bit of talk radio, and then from the next step, I, um, my wife had had a serious automobile accident, and uh, it took uh, almost a year and a half for her to recover. And we, uh, I had to stop what I was doing to help her along and uh, to recover, and at the end of the the year which was about uh, 2000 we both uh, her job was no longer available she had been a librarian uh, and uh, was a great researcher and i uh, was uh, we were on the beach pretty much other than what i was getting for disability out of the veterans administration and we decided to put our heads together of what If we were to open a business, what kind of business would the public want? And we looked at a document called the Patel Report that's put out every decade. And in that, one of the number one things that was on that list was uh, indoor air purification. People wanted healthy indoor environments. And number four or five on that list was water, pure water. And other things that they wanted was um, a pill that they could take that wasn't uh, uh, something that would be a chemical, you know, like a lot of the antibiotics. People are starting to to say, "Gee, I, I don't know. I think antibiotics could be bad for me. Well, maybe they're good for you, but um, it depends on the the pharmaceutical companies and and everybody were." pushing all the drugs, and and what the people were saying is they wanted something more simple. They'd rather have a clean environment and not get the disease rather than have to be treated for one. So after looking at this Patel report, we decided to get into the indoor air quality business. That led to about three years of learning what was the the best air purification that um, literally money could buy, and uh, how uh, uh, we used it. My wife had allergies, and uh, with that air purification that we had, she no longer had allergies, and my, my energy levels started coming up. And we went on to water purification, and we looked at water purification and found out there's a lot of chlorine in a lot of the water where you live. Well, we find that chlorine isn't good for you. So we were looking for technologies that would uh, reduce the intake of chlorine and other chemicals that get into our water. So we started exploring that. And this went on for about seven years, David, that uh, we just kept looking at different technologies. And then we found a place where we said, wait a minute, let's take this now and open it up not just a home based business let's open up a corporation and let's go for it
0: and so and, and we, this this is and this is where uh, nanotechnology uh, came into the scenario
1: nanotechnology is uh an interesting point it's just a matter of manipulating uh, Either physical, chemical, or biological properties, uh, these little nano things can be manipulated to um, assemble a new structure uh, for, they're like a mechanism that will, um, they can design it, the scientists can design it to do whatever function they want to do. It's being used in a wide range, it's almost being overused, but physics, chemistry, um and photoelectricity, biology, medicine so forth is using what they call the term nanotechnology and it's just kind of a, a making um, these little nanos I, I got called out once by making it simplified. Uh, I kind of look at them as little man-made robots that do certain functions that are one of the smallest things in the universe. They're nano. They're little. But let, let they can have a major uh, impact on, on germs and bacteria.
0: Let me ask um, the the manner in which this is achieved holistically. Can you d- define that for me?
1: Um, it, it is, again, a very high level of science that does it. And I I have a difficult time i'm not a scientist i'm not a doctor but i've studied diseases enough where um you know when challenged i can uh, know whether they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing um i don't know how they manipulate these things to be honest uh but i do know that in testing for five years the products that we use i know that there has been absolutely no repercussions from them I also know that the government at first was very reluctant to give a stamp of approval to this technology. Now it's widely used throughout the government. Um, it uh, It's one of those things that evolved. When we first started our company and we'd work with a hospital, we'd get to a certain level and they'd say, no, that's impossible. You can't reduce disease that way. Nanotechnology doesn't work. I... I look at it as, uh, these molecules that are dangerous for us float around in our air, float in our water. And what this nanotechnology has allowed it to do is to be like spikes. And when it hits the spikes, if you can look at a bed of spikes, when it hits it, it actually explodes the molecules and destroys the bad ones because that's the way this was designed uh, to um, take out whatever they were trying to do. That's and, why science has come so far.
0: And this is, and this is is this called the mechanical kill?
1: It absolutely is. It's a mechanical kill. There is no residue.
0: Now, my my question there would be: Is this a long-lasting solution? Or uh, now, obviously, when these clumps arrive on this bed of nails, um, I, I can see that they are being arrested. Um, but what is the, what is the, the time period where they can be arrested long enough before something starts becoming active again?
1: And, uh, from all of the understanding and all the science tests that I've talked to, never that particular molecule, if you could figure, if you could look at it as a balloon filled with water and that balloon were to hit that spike, the water just goes away, and the balloon is no longer in existence. It's, it's changed form. It's changed to a form that is non-toxic. And it, now another one comes and bang, it, it pops again. And so what we've done is we've reduced the population of the bad microbes to the point where they are safe. See, people use disinfectants. Every day uh, people are using a disinfectant. The problem with a disinfectant is many things, like say MRSA, we've heard a lot in the news about um, community acquired MRSA, CA MRSA. There's also a, a hospital acquired MRSA that the medical industry has been uh, dealing with for years. But this community kind, what well, we heard in the news that was killing school children, athletes, uh, that type of thing, um, that is, that's something new. What that is, is a mutation of the first the hospital kind of MRSA, and all that is it's called methicillin-resistant. It means from all the penicillins and uh, all the antibiotics that our body's resistance to those has gone away. It's like having, say you have a gun with 12 bullets in it, and every time you get an antibiotic, you, it's shooting out another bullet. Well, from kids, uh, when these penicillin first came out, if a kid had a sneeze, they gave him a penicillin shot. And what has happened to our bodies is we have lost control of our bodies to all of these so-called cures that had caused additional problems later on in life. I know I'm, I'm one. I'm a victim of MRSA, uh, not because of what my work was. I went to a, for a simple nuclear stress test in my arm And I, I, next thing I know, my arm blows up to three times its size. I go to the hospital and I'm in a room with a a Gulf War veteran uh, in the, the room with me. And he's being treated for a spider bite. Well, I looked at it and knowing what MRSA looks like as a sore, I said to his doctor when he came in, have you checked him for MRSA? And he said, no, I haven't, but I probably should. Our blood test went in at the same time, and you have to wait three days before you find out. Mine came back as a simple staph infection. His came back as MRSA. Well, because we had stayed in the same room together, shared the same restroom, all of a sudden I had a sore in my foot, and the thing kept getting worse. I knew what it was right away. I had then, because they had pumped me with all the antibiotics, I wound up with mrsa
0: so you're you 're talking to the uh typical problems that we 've seen in the last twenty years and the wards in hospitals in the u k exactly where it's likely that a patient might go into a hospital with a minor ailment and come out with something far worse and in fact there have been examples of people never coming out of hospital in the UK because of they, they've died from something along these lines
1: so They're called nosocomial diseases and this is what you you go in for one thing a broken leg and you come out with something else hepatitis um, MRSA uh, that, that is um, something that is the biggest problem in, in in the UK and in our hospitals here in America I came out with scabies on one of the trips. I was in and out of hospitals for two and a half months
0: so, at different
1: time periods.
0: So you, you have uh, perfected this technology in, uh, in your, your service um, with your company and you've, you've moved on to water purification technology um, which clearly is extremely important in, in, the, in the future. Um, and then in the last four years, um, you turned your uh, attention towards natural disasters and obviously using all this experience and, and this, uh, this technology to, to look at um, uh, di- uh, disasters and diseases on a much wider scale.
1: I'll give you an example. Uh, The hurricanes uh, hit in the the, uh, early part of the decade here in Florida. We had uh, four major hurricanes that went through. And, of course, with hurricanes comes mold. And there were all kinds of different molds. And the first solution that everybody comes to in their head is, I'm going to use Clorox on it. Well, the truth of the matter is Clorox only makes it look white. It doesn't do anything to kill the bacteria. And within two, three months, the actual bacteria, the mold, never went away. It just looked like it did. And it will come back two and a half times stronger when it comes back. What we've found is we use a disinfectant that is made for mold. We have found a uh, a non-toxic disinfectant. So we disinfect the surface first, then we found a protectant product. Now, this product has only been around for use uh, in in all 50 states at the beginning of this summer. When I first started my company, I tested the product, but they didn't get their final EPA approval. It took them some seven years to get this product approved. And when they finally got it approved in all 50 states, we were able to use it. And what it does is and that's where your nanotechnology comes in. We disinfect the surface, and then when you put this protectant product down, it actually adheres itself to the wood, to the to the brick, to the 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 uh, the wallboard, to the the metal, the the carpeting. The, it just adheres itself to all of it and provides this protection that lasts for months and months and, in some cases, years. And we found that that behind walls, like in a a mold situation, it will last for years. It is only erased by abrasion, like your hand rubbing hard for a month on one place, say at a dining room table uh, where you always eat. Well, then it should be all it has to do to be retraded and to be brought back up to level is just spritzed and just wiped and it's right back to normal again. We've proven this through testing.
0: So what is it that takes this experience level and this knowledge and this technology uh, to the point where you can now combat uh, cross-contaminated uh, diseases on a wider scale. How does that work and how do you have to ramp up that process to to be able to look at the, the, the sort of uh, uh, directives or missions that you may have um, in the aftermath of natural disasters?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I'm one of those people, you're just fortunate that I've always thought out of the box if i had uh, something to work with because i i guess my advertising background where i was always trying to sell the product in a better way so that my clients would uh... earn more dollars that was my job i would have to think out of the box with some very creative people while well, in looking at this business uh, the same thing happened to me these products this this particular product that i'm talking about that is the protected product had been sold to hospitals for years, and they didn't even know they were using it. It was what they put in the laundry to sanitize the sheets. It was in toys. What I did is brought it into just a whole different world, and the a mold business. And uh, it evolved. Then I said, well, wait a minute. If it works on indoors, why wouldn't it work outdoors? And why couldn't we maybe i was i was sitting in a parking lot one day and it hit me why couldn't i hook this a sprayer up to uh, or a, a crop duster or a, a helicopter and spray this product and have it kill well we did a test we found out that we had nearly the same effectiveness uh um, outside as we had inside
0: what was the uh, extent of the area that you tested on in the outside nearly
1: an acre Uh, it was just short of an acre and we have a we have a a a machine that's called a luminometer it actually counts microbes it um, uh, you know in CSI when they go and look for the blood and they, they use that that chemical that makes it come up blue if it's human blood well, it's the same type of a, a testing unit. It puts a light value onto the microbes, and they're counted. If you go into a typical restaurant, I do it all the time. I, I freak my friends out. You go into a typical restaurant to sit down and eat, it should be no higher than 30 on this machine that counts these these lights in a 4-inch square. In most restaurants I go to, it's 150. I've been in restaurants where it was 1,250. And then I'd apply our product and bring it down to a three. And if I went back a month later, it would still be at a zero because it's an ongoing, active kill.
0: So this this is covering all of the aforementioned diseases that I had uh, talked to in our in our introduction. Um, so it, it, it's a very powerful product.
1: It is, and yet um, part of my uh, my manufacturer got if I. If I really say it, but uh, I, I, whenever I do a presentation, I spray it in my mouth. It tastes pretty good. It's ninety nine point nine percent water. It's just that these these little microbes, um, you know, uh, the, the the nanotechnology, if you will, uh, uh, just re construct the water so that it is effective against whatever uh, in its. The bad microbes that it goes after. It's just the way it was designed to work. And then it went through university testing, private testing, all kinds of tests that were required by the EPA and other organizations FDA, USDA. Uh, It depends on what product we're using. We use a number. I'm the only person that I know as a corporation that uses multiple numbers. I'm not selling anything. I sell a system. And my system is. We we treat surfaces, we treat uh, the air, we treat the water. I mean, we can take everything down. We can take the chlorine out of the water. We can change the taste of the water uh, to what is pure mountain spring water when tested.
0: Well, if it, I if if I may, uh, Pat, um, taking all all of that into account, and clearly it's an extraordinary product that. Uh, is supportive of both indoor and potentially outdoor environments. Could we move on to uh, the natural disasters that we've seen sure. in the last couple of years, and especially Haiti, which is a bone of contention across the board. Uh, it seems to be a, a very desperate situation. Uh, looking at uh, Haiti, uh, citing Haiti, and perhaps you could think back to Katrina, uh, what is what is your view of how the government has thus far uh, dealt with the situation? Uh, w- what do you think the successes uh, and or the failures are? And I'm asking this uh, in terms of the aftermath period of of an actual disaster and and how long you can allow it to go before these deadly diseases uh, reach a point where they are so overpowering that they can indeed spread uh, across borders.
1: Let me get to Haiti by using a couple of examples that we've already seen from the past. 9-11 for example as the towers came down in New York in the Pentagon Um, the firemen ran up and into the buildings to save people. And uh, then the buildings collapsed, and everybody ran down the street, and everybody was in a cloud of dust. And the next thing you know, years later now, we're hearing so many reports of people that have respiratory illnesses, lawsuits that are going on, uh, that type of scenario. Uh, Katrina, they still haven't been able to, to rebuild down there. Uh, I was just in New Orleans uh, a couple of months ago, and and looked at where uh, that was. There were still so many people. Uh, it, it microbes grow quickly, and they multiply, and it's uh, it is a, a thing. Is longer the time goes on, more moisture that's involved, depending on what what um, pathogen we're talking about the The quicker they grow and multiply, they 're like cockroaches you now uh,
0: it, it, and is that the case in haiti i mean it, it, I, it's, I it, it sounds absolutely dreadful over there. This must be all very exasperated
1: i'm in a uh, you know i'm I'm sitting here we're we're raising um, we have to raise about one hundred and fourteen million dollars to do this Haitian project the way we see that it will be most effective. Uh, We've worked with uh, companies that are out of Texas uh, that a uh, um, former congressman, I'll I'll leave them uh, out, but uh, he just came back from Haiti, and they're doing mapping down there of the destruction. They're telling me things about um, uh, a girl that was uh, 14 days, uh, that she was pulled out of the pile alive, and they raped her. I mean, these are the kind of stories that are coming out. You've got criminals that their jails broke down, and, you know, there's all kinds of crime going on. Well, at the same time, these people have no roof over their head. So what are they doing? They're urinating in the streets. You know, they're, they're, they're just proliferating the, the disease that wouldn't have been normally there. And, and what we now have is rescue workers that are going into that situation unprotected i mean pretty much unprotected not knowing you know they're there to help and uh, again they every day every minute every rain the the uh, disease level the odor of of the uh, almost a quarter million people that have died many of them still in the streets in Haiti they is, just haven't even collected the bodies.
0: Is, is this is this in, uh, indicative possible? And I'm looking at this from a broader point of view. But is this indicative of a uh, a government failure that could possibly be taken care of uh, um, with uh, greater action, uh, greater speed by NGOs, by by private companies?
1: I think so. Um, you know, again, uh, we've. Uh, Since the day Haiti started, we have been trying to help. uh, We've gone to our our senators, our congressmen, the White House, uh, to try to get uh, help with a project with supplying them the information that I'm supplying you today, you and your listeners. And uh, we haven't seen a dime. Um, I know that there are many good-willed people that have sent products to Haiti uh, that are, are still sitting on the runway. The the boats that are going down there by the I mean literally the Carnival Cruise Line is one that I know of for a fact uh, you know has truck supplies or uh, um, uh, sailed supplies in there they can't even really get them off the boats and if they do they maybe get them as far inland as the airport in distributing the products that they want to get the food and the water to the people because they are so hungry uh, they're they're uh, they've almost become. Animalistic. It's, it, I'm it's, trying to be kind in, in the way it is, but it's, it, as soon as you, you try to help, it, it becomes a riot.
0: Well, are, are we not learning from past experiences here, Pat? I mean, you look at uh, the UN recently, I, I believe uh, January the 27th, they started reporting that the UN uh, were uh, firing on uh, crowds in Haiti with pepper spray. Um, you look at uh, the, the general global view on this and it seems to me that uh, we are pulling together a, a lot of money from uh, people in this country who probably probably at this stage are finding it hard hard themselves to survive let alone helping others yep. um, and uh, have we not learnt yet that th- this funding that goes into a country like Haiti uh, probably out of every dollar we're, they're probably getting about 4 or 5 cents I'm glad uh, you
1: said uh, that. I, and and I
0: didn't and, want and, to say and, that, and over right. and over and above that and being uh, well read with this, the the, the problem is, uh, is it not uh, a case that we are uh, feeding the the criminals and the gangs and the, and the looters and the black marketeers over there as we always have done when we tried to uh, to, to help in this way.
1: I have daily contact with Haiti, and I'm saying yes, that's going on. And uh, at the same time, there are missionaries and healthcare workers. I know the people at the uh, Children's Hospital, the University of Miami. I, I just I read a, a, re, a recount uh, from a, a doctor that just came back, and they literally had to hold a child down and use a workman's saw uh, to cut off the boy's leg in order to save him. Uh, because they didn't have any of the medical supplies they needed.
0: Do you not do you not would you not agree with me, Pat, with, with trying to stay calm about this. But this is an absolute disgrace. Uh I I mean we we are in such a technologically advanced world here and a so called um a very advanced nation uh and a proud nation. It it seems to me that for a country that is not that far away
1: just that we seem,
0: that we seem to be failing dismally across the board
1: and, and you know what it could happen right here. It has happened here okay it, it is the the preparation isn 't there the, the 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 money's there the money's there it's it 's getting it to the right people that can help uh that 's not not right there uh, i I can understand a situation like Haiti after being in New Orleans. Um, everything is rubble. There, there is no... When, you, um, when I went to Hurricane Andrew uh, when in South Florida, I was down there for that. I knew the area like the back of my hand, but when there's no street signs, no landmarks, nothing, you have no idea where you are.
0: Perhaps, a, uh, but perhaps and I'm sorry to interrupt, Pat, but perhaps if you look at the... Uh, reaction time, the response time mm-hmm. during 9-11, and what we achieved in a very, very short space of time, it seems amazing to me that there is absolutely no comparison with that response there and the situation in Haiti.
1: True. Well, you also are dealing with an area of devastation that's the size of Rhode Island. That's one issue. Um, we're uh, we're looking at a, a hundred square miles of flat-out absolute living and devastation. Uh, Not a country that's uh, roughly sixteen hundred and fifty square miles. Um, I I I think the response has been there, but there is we don't have the ability to get it in, and by getting it in, we put ourselves in harm's way. Uh, that I think is the, the, the saddest part of it. Uh, all those people that are down there right now i 'm doing a three day seminar with my people that are going in i 'm giving them psychological help before we go um, we're we 're beefing up on uh, medications that are are of uh, vitamin type to build up our immune systems we're we 're um, uh, you know, doing many different things, we're making sure that we have the proper protection, the mask, the uh, uh, the, 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 the what they call the, the, the personal protection, uh, that we're wearing the proper shoes. We're, all of our guys, and it's like an A-team going in, are, are going to be prepared for what we're about to see.
0: Now, my, my understanding, though, is that if we don't take radical action uh, to reduce the disease that is clearly at this stage must be uh, quite excessive that is there not a danger of that spreading across borders and spreading back to the United States?
1: I um, I have no doubt in my mind that it is and, and again um, I don't think we're going to see the severity of that for a little while. Uh, some of these things manifest themselves in time. Um, But, you know, when you think about people are going in and coming out and going in and coming out, um, that is the main reason why we have, as a company, pushed so hard with the knowledge and technology that we have to get somebody, somebody, anybody, somebody that's sitting on some money to get us there. I don't, as a company, if I had the uh, $114 million, we would have already been in there. But um, it's we didn't have it you know uh, that that would that's the issue, but the idea is uh, we are uh, the Americans uh, the British all of us uh, you know whatever uh, are good people that want to help uh maybe you know some people today aren't i uh, you know i i quite i had this thought in my mind last night, Dave, and I hate to bring it up because it's kind of, I'm a little bit on a sidetrack and i I want to stay on track of where we were. But how many people really know their next-door neighbors, first and last names on both sides of them and across the street? How many people uh, really know the guy that's down at the end of the block or the lady that's across the street with the baby and kid that they drive by every day? How many people really know those names? But yet when there's an emergency, how is it that we're all there to the best we can to help? That's... It, it, that is, uh, is something that we we have, because we're all working so hard, and because times are so tough, and yet Americans still find a way to give when they don't have.
0: And hey. uh, and is that not a an important issue here, uh, that if we, I mean, frankly, if we look at this country, if we look at the world at the moment, we are in a state. Uh, not only are we in a mess uh, financially and economically, and, and clearly because of changing industries, changing patterns, the demise of manufacturing, that we are seeing such huge employment that we may not even be able to take care of in the future here. But essentially, that we're seeing a breakdown from what I see of uh, the state stability of human beings, particularly in this country. Now, if we have that situation and we have people who are not as well off as they used to be, and I'm sure uh, just after my recent travels around that there are an awful lot of people who are in trouble, uh, You know, the, the uh, premise of being able to uh, look after a situation like Haiti, it must be questionable, especially if the outcome is is the current situation that we see today.
1: Oh, you know, um, I think we're in for some surprises in our own country here that we just never seem to be prepared for. Um, it's Haiti just, I, I think... It's, it's kind of an exercise for us as things that are to come in the future, as things get worse. You know, today some guy that had a beef with the IRS uh, ran an airplane, uh, or yesterday I guess it was, ran an airplane into uh, uh, a building, and uh, into the IRS building in Texas. Uh, they had been after him uh, to pay up. And he canceled the insurance on his house. He canceled the insurance on his plane. Uh, he uh, burned down his house before he left, and he slammed it into the IRS building. And that's how desperate people are.
0: Yes, I'm absolutely. I I agree, and it's it's showing a uh, great uh, degradation in our society, which is becoming clear now. And I don't know what the the ramifications are of that, but they are clearly serious. But um, you mentioned that Haiti is almost an exercise uh... is that possibly how the government look at it and i'm not trying to be cynical um, but is it an exercise because surely if we have something happen on this scale in this country we are going to be in extremely big trouble if the response to a problem here is is similar to a response in haiti
1: i don't know who's going to hear this but i know i'm going to haiti but i'm going to say it anyway Uh, The Haitian government uh, didn't exactly have its act together before this event happened. It just was unfortunate that it hit there. Uh, The Haitian people have been desperate for many, many years. Um, The government officials seem to be doing pretty well. Um, But, you know, now they're all in the same boat. Whether you had a mansion or you had a shack, everybody's in the same boat. I think what will happen, for example, in Haiti as time goes on that the government that's also going through this same disaster will be more to helping their people. I, that's my prayer anyway. Um, and again, I, you know, I see that, uh, in any disaster. If you remember nine, 12, you know, Americans were hugging each other and what can I do to help? And now there's people, you know, questioning, uh, what happened on that day, you know, and on nine, 9- Nine ten, you know, everything was kind of well, I'm into my own little world. Nine eleven, we're all watching television and seeing the disaster. Yeah, and nine twelve, we're all together, let's fight this thing. And where is it today? And it's the same thing with um what what's happened in the Gulf Coast. And it's gonna be the same thing Haiti's out of the news today, pretty much. Um You know, that that happened. uh, uh, News media moves on, And so the idea, though, is that uh, we need to be able to empower, I believe, private enterprise to step up. And, And there's movements afoot to see that happening, where we've made enough money where I don't care whether or not it's $114 million to do this job. I'm going in and doing it. I'll figure out how to get paid for it later that's i think what we need because i've got people now who have jobs you know this we need to be able to emphasize on businesses thinking not that the government owes us something think that we owe we owe we owe america something and by creating these jobs these big employers that they they talk about it's the people that are creating the jobs they don't Everybody is now going to work for the government. What happened to our private enterprise system, where then that we weren't under the restrictions? You know, they, I could go. I can go into Haiti right now today without any government approval, U.S. government approval, because I have received Haitian government approval. Um, we're already uh, uh, into Port-au-Prince. The mayor of Port-au-Prince has signed a document with our corporation's name on it. And we will have in our hands over the next two days a document from the Haiti Health Department. I don't need the permission of our government to go in there. But, um, you know, there are are sensitivities of how big do I want to expand my business, not knowing what the government is going to do, American government is going to do next. I don't know what's going to be with health care. How much is it going to cost me as an employer? You know, uh, these are the things... That government gets in the way of the private enterprise, and I think that slows down the process we're talking about when it comes to emergencies. But there aren't enough private corporations, the technologies out there, to take one product. Uh, this uh, this is uh, to give you an example. To take one product and get it registered by the EPA in all fifty states is well over a hundred thousand dollars. You come up with a new invention, something that's good, but it might be somewhere chemical. It's well over $100,000 just for the registration with each of the states that you have to pay. When you, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't include the amount of research that you have to do in order to get that product even looked at. So you're talking millions of dollars of development on one product. That's why as a corporation, I, am not, I have many corporations that we deal with to do the service that we have, but it doesn't come all out of one manufacturing group. It comes out of multiple manufacturing groups. I've looked for the best to do what we do as a system, and I don't think there's one fix. Like, for example, if you've got an indoor air quality company that has a machine that can clean the air inside i don't think that's enough you know you do have to look for another company that's got the surfaces covered because what happens if the air conditioning goes off for example you know the electricity goes off well people still need to be protected from these viruses that grow very rapidly these bacteria that grow very rapidly well, so it... that was the whole reason for our business is you know backups
0: and, and and if i may uh looking at Haiti now and looking at your proposal uh with Haiti can you describe to me what it is uh, you you would like to do and and what the effects could be uh, and uh, and how it could have a profound uh, effect on the people of Haiti
1: well one of the things in it's not only the people of Haiti but it's again all of the the uh workers that are going to go from countries all over the world to help them rebuild once the money is there and it gets in place and all of that. Um, The big thing down there is disease. Our objective is to reduce that disease by over 85%. All of our research says we can do that. And that in itself um, will give people some assurances that um, at least they're going to be somewhat safe Um, we're going to introduce other products. We have a number of corporations that have banded together uh, where we have food that can be packaged and stay um, uh, proper for eight months, ten months, and it's like the day that it's made. A sandwich doesn't get soggy. It's like the day that it was made. There's building materials that are out there that uh, could help rebuild, that would take the the hit of a, a hurricane. Um, you know, these are, this is an Iowa nation
0: down there. So, so in order for all of that to take place and that reconstruction and rebuilding to take place in the aftermath, what you're proposing is a mass decontamination process through your uh, experience and research. And, and how does that work exactly? How would you do that over a very large area?
1: We, um, we actually use um, a lot like crop dusters. You've uh, seen the airplanes with crop dusters. In this case, we'll be using helicopters that put out an extremely fine mist. It's like an early morning mist. When it settles on, they'll be flying low, and when it settles on the uh, uh, whatever debris is there, it will literally decaminate it and keep it that way uh, while they clear it out. Um and we'll be able to drop the disease uh, in our estimation where we do it indoors, uh, we're at 98%. When I treat a building indoors, I keep it that way for months and in some cases years um, at, at 98% safe. Um, we we believe we can get it down to 80, 85% safe outdoors with this product uh, based on the manufacturer's testing. And uh, it'll be that way for eight months uh, to a year. And then what happens? Well, we're going to, as part of our mission, teach the Haitian nationals how to do our system. They can order the product, and they can retreat when necessary. We are also going to leave them the equipment to test the 100 square miles that we've Uh, Had We're going to, as part of our uh, project, uh, these are are machines that are $1,000 each, we're going to have many of them where the government or whoever the government so empowers can go out and test and see to it that the microbe level is safe. And we're going to train as many people as we can train in our last week of, of being there. Now, and we will send other crews down to, to retrain and retrain and retrain.
0: And I was going to ask, uh, it's such a ma- massive mission. What sort of uh, larger agencies would you have to bring into this to, to be able to f- perform this uh, in the expedited fashion that you need to before this gets out of hand?
1: Well, we are already, um, again, if I had the uh, $114 million today that our our, uh, CFO has estimated we need, um, we would be in Haiti in a week. We would have the project done over three to four weeks, and we would have... um, possibly an office there if they wanted us, if they invited us in, or we would set up a group that would be trained uh, that could continue on in the work. Every time a building comes in that is, uh, uh goes up, it should have the system in it and uh, we will we will um, uh, provide for them so that they'll be able to get the product uh, to treat it. The idea is lowering the disease so that it can be rebuilt quickly,
0: and is there uh, a government support for this uh, that you're receiving?
1: Yes, we are. You know, but again, it's like molasses. When you know you've got the answer, <laughs> you know. I know you've been there before. You've got the answer, and you know you could do it. And it just moves slow. You know, government has its own pace. Every. I, because they've got so many people that have to see it, you know, it, so we're looking, uh, a lot at private enterprise. Um, uh, we've set up, uh, a, a, a dot org, uh, that has been in existence for 10 years, helping children. Uh, one of our partners is, uh, go all Um, it's, uh, uh, the American All Stars, America's All Stars, is what it is. They've done a lot of things with the children and have done it. President Bush was on their board at one year, and um, they they're they're bipartisan. Uh, they're just there to help. Um, uh, they they have many famous uh, board members on it, and uh, they have offered to collect the funds uh, for us as uh, if somebody wanted to donate. Uh, $10, that whole $10 is going to go to what we're talking about, and that's the decontamination of Haiti.
0: And can I ask you, uh, what is the outcome do you believe if this doesn't occur? If you're not uh, allowed access and given the funds, provided the funds to do this, what are the, is the possible outcome?
1: Well, I'm sitting near uh, Orlando, Florida, and uh, the Kennedy Space Center, and. I can imagine if we wound up having an epidemic of, uh, say, cholera outbreak. What would that do to the tourism of Florida? Um, any place could be hit with uh, a you know horrible disease. Diseases we haven't even heard of. Diseases we haven't mentioned on this call. I've got a list of them that are that are tuberculosis. We haven't talked about. Um, you got anthrax. We haven't talked about. Um, it, there's one right after another to the point that it's even scary for me to read the list and say I want to go to Haiti. But any one of those things were to break out here, um, the the economic impact it would be is all of those remember after nine eleven, everything stopped. In in uh, tourist areas.
0: Well, I mean, looking at it uh, possibly naively, but I mean, it couldn't be any worse than what they're experiencing in in, Hi- in Haiti right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true, and you know that's that is absolutely true, and uh, that's the reason you've got to, you know, again, uh, this is a group of people, uh, corporations that have banded together, foundations that have banded together. Um, the the um the government is working with us our leg- a number of our legislators are um you know uh, you get on the phone and call your your congressman and say hey uh, there's a company out there that we heard about um you know get them funded and get them down there and get them through. you know i'm not trying to i'm not trying to to solicit but i'm i'm passionate about the fact that if it doesn't happen um I I think we're looking we're all looking at uh being exposed to some very
0: serious things. And your the the actual mechanism through which this works the actual spraying mm-hmm. that you are anticipating could it be the largest uh, type of project ever undertaken?
1: It's never been done. <laughs> what I'm taking on uh it, I I talked to my manufacturer uh, this morning. Um not it not only is it um uh big it is um according to my manufacturer bigger than their sales for the whole year just the one order that I'm making
0: is the is the manufacturer US based
1: yes they are yeah. yeah and uh they're they're prepared and they're they're ready to go and we're uh we've raised enough funds where I'm about ready to place the order but at the same time uh, we're far away from actually getting it there uh, we're, we're we're shipping down 1,153 tons of product, tons of product. Now, to give you an idea, a cargo plane, uh, one of the big ones, can only take 100 tons. So we've got to fly a couple loads down there and then uh, put the rest in by boat. We already have 30 different places that have been identified that are saying, yes, please come in and help us. Uh, um, to reduce the disease that we're working in, this is where doctors are doing these type of operations with makeshift tools, um, it just to try to uh, save some lives that they're trying to save.
0: Do you do you uh, think do you think that the the government, central government, now should step forward rapidly in in supporting this, or even uh, acting as the the, the pivot in, in a pivotal role? Uh, whether it's the main go- the, the, our government or the u n or or any other uh, foreign government
1: absolutely you know they uh, they do not know of uh, this product because it is so new yet it is ePA registered and approved
0: do what well, you say they don't know perhaps they, they, perhaps do. they do know but, but maybe they have reservations perhaps
1: no i, I i've never heard anything of, of that feedback a matter of fact the people that we are talking with within the u.n. are very positive uh, of wanting this uh, and making this happen um, the people that we're talking with uh, uh, congressmen and senators uh, that are trying to get to um the uh we have not been able to get to maybe this will um, to so, get to uh President Obama. Uh we, we have tried but we have been unsuccessful in trying to get to him to get our our uh, legislature maybe to allocate some of that money that's sitting there that hasn't been spent to help um, so, you know the charities that are out there that are collecting money but they don't know where to put it to so, help.
0: So in other words the UN is is um supportive.
1: Absolutely. Of this. Yeah uh when they they heard about it they they uh, i i wouldn't have been able to say this just a few days ago but i can say today uh it's already in the process uh to find the money for us um uh, because of uh, the UN and um you know we're we're going to get funded whether it comes private it, wherever money comes first that's where we're going to um uh, uh go and then we're also going to wind up uh, keeping a lot of that for reserve for the next one. Um, like I say, right now we have all the approvals to be able to do it in the United States. All of the products that we have,
0: and we and we can be absolutely uh, assured that the, the, the decontaminating decan- the decon- material that you have in this is is not going to
1: harm human absolutely life. benign to humans and animals and plants. It's um, you know just uh, it's it's safe. Um, it uh, it was designed to do what it does, and it does it. And I've worked with these products, like I say, for five, almost six years now. Uh, and I put a, I put a warranty when I do a mold job uh, for somebody. I, I put a five year warranty on it. Uh, I've never, I haven't had one claim of uh, coming back. I could do a hundred year warranty. It doesn't matter because this keeps going as long as it's not abraded off. And uh, it's the same with our air purification technology. Uh, You put it in, if you're in an indoor situation, you put it in your your HVAC system and uh, your air conditioning system or heating system, and um, it uh, just purifies the air to like you're standing on the top of a mountain. But every two years, it's only warrantied for two years, we require that you take the the bulb out, and put a new bulb in. It's very inexpensive uh, to do, very easy to do, and you're good to go for another two years. Well, and, in,
0: uh, in in the in the final sixty seconds of the program, uh, uh, Pat, could you just uh, give our listeners uh, your vision of what should happen here in in the future? Uh, in the short term, in the coming weeks, in regards to Haiti and uh, in regards to the uh, any other situation that could occur on the mainland?
1: I, um, you know, again, I, I just think that uh, they we need to get these type of technologies on the scene quicker and prior to the rescues. Uh, you know, I, I really believe there is a... Uh, there is a motion in foot to be able to put together an A-team, so to speak, that will go in quickly, test, find out what we're dealing with, and then send the troops in to deal with it. Uh, but make sure that they're, because the disease that comes afterwards just isn't worth it. Um, it. It could be tomorrow they get the disease or years, like in the case of nine eleven. 11 I think they've got to be more prepared as a government. We have to be prepared. There's going to be more disasters. There's no question. It's this happens to be the, the disaster du jour. But it, there's things like this happening all over the world all the time. So I just uh, hope and pray that uh, they will uh, that they'll see what we're, we have the opportunity to do, and that they'll adopt um, what we will do in Haiti uh, as a, a, just a standard SOP.
0: Pat O'Brien, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you today and uh, I wish you so much luck in the future and I'm sure that we're going to be following you and I, I understand from our producers that we're going to be uh, uh, following you with another program in, in a week or so to see what your progress is.
1: Thank you so much and uh, those that want to help, it's goallstars.org.
0: Well, to our listeners, I hope that you have enjoyed this program as much as I have. Again, uh, Pat O'Brien uh, and the website to visit is goallstars.org where you can donate to this uh to this wonderful uh, enterprise uh, in protecting Haiti and I'm sure protecting all of us in the future. If you require any further information on this or any other program in the series, you can visit davidgibbons.org. There is a blog available where you can leave feedback and questions for our guests and I'm sure when they have a chance, they will be eager to answer those accordingly. Meanwhile, wherever you are in this world, good morning, good afternoon and good evening. (music)